0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Professor Eric Hamm, Ryerson University macroeconomics professor, our go-to guy when it comes to the economy. Thankfully, you're always available to us, professor, and I appreciate that. So the economy is strained. Inflation in the United States year over year October to October up 6.2%. We're at a 20-year high in this country. We see that, uh, this is Bloomberg again, that uh, prices for prime rib roast, 20% in the past year, highest since 1995. We know what's happening with gasoline. What is causing this particular surge in inflation? And I'm not going to ask you what the antidote is yet. What is causing it?
1: What's causing it? Well, since the last time we spoke, it's become very, very obvious That we're enduring some real supply side inflation and if i had to think about it which i did i would put it down to two things number one some very serious frictions in the labor market and some very serious disruptions in the supply chain or what they call the supply market put simply right the recovery that's happening to our economy which is significant the bank of canada is forecasting about five percent growth this year but inflation is going to run around point five percent so if you look in the economy in real terms we're not really gaining anything the recovery of low-wage jobs is very very slow but at the same time unemployment is very high and that's a puzzle because those two things shouldn't happen together so unemployment combined with job vacancies that's that's very odd and then where are the labor shortages well they're number one they're in the skilled trades and number two, they're in the, the digital workers. So you really have a situation where the global supply chain disruption, these shipping bottlenecks, are going to restrain growth and boost prices. And unfortunately, to your point, the higher prices everywhere are really being felt in the core every day. And before someone twitters you and says, this is why you should become a vegan, they should go out and try to buy a lettuce that's up by a factor of about three in about a year.
0: Okay, now, uh, Mr. Trudeau is making many demands, and he's made statements about capping um, emissions in Glasgow. That's what got the response from Premier Moe that we heard at the beginning of the program and what uh, the Premier told us last Sunday. So, are Mr. Trudeau's climate change plans and demands of Canadians compounding economic woes, or do they have the potential to do that? They absolutely
1: have the potential to do it. And the real problem with it, Roy, is that right now, when we go through inflationary phases in the economy, simply put, prices rise on what people buy most often. And so, by trying to eliminate pollution to the ability that they can today and to be so strong and forthright about it, to bring in carbon taxes that they have, it's like telling the economy we know prices are going to be going up and they're going to go up quickly. So maybe you won't feel the fact that we're going to add additional pressure. It's like if things are already going up, well, they're going to go up a little bit more. The problem is, is they don't go up a little bit more. They go up a lot more. And that's why you see the price of something like gasoline or home heating fuel to these brand new levels that we've never had before. And that's my problem. I've been Twittered by people saying you don't want to clean up the economy. No, I don't want to clean up the economy. I don't want to clean up the environment today. It's not the right plan today when people are, as you know, $200 from forfeiting their homes. It is the wrong policy at the wrong
0: time. We know that the International Energy Agency has said that even if all the emissions targets, even if all the environmental targets are met, that by 2060, the world will still be using 100 million uh, barrels of oil each and every day. So there's a need for the current energy Um, resource. And that will continue for some considerable period of time. Now, uh, what is the impact? Now, I don't know how to measure this. And I'm not, I'm always distrustful of government agencies, although I have a level of respect for StatsCan. I'm still always distrustful or mistrustful of government agencies. What's the impact on the purchasing power of an average Canadian family, if there is an average Canadian family, when we're looking at inflation rates that we're dealing with today?
1: Well, so to back up your point, I've been looking for that crystal ball for a long time. But let's just say, let's just look at the rate of inflation in the United States at 6%. Canada's 4%. Let's go at 5%. So it means that wages are staying flat, right? Everything in the numerators, right? Uh, your nominal wages, your things like that, whatever you're being paid, that's staying flat. But the prices of everything that you buy are going up between 5 And 15%, because we usually allow for a one to three factor, five to 15% more. So that means in, I always say, real terms, real terms. So when you divide your wage over the price level, when you divide the money in your wallet over the prices of the things you're buying, you're going to be between five and 15% less able to purchase. And that is incredibly significant to people that are already struggling to go to the grocery store or the gas station.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So given that information, given what we know about the ability of Canadians to meet their bills, pay their bills at the end of the month, based on what Canadians told the pollsters themselves, um, how many more months might we be expected to be able to keep our heads above water? I don't want to get too negative here, but it's a question that I need to ask.
1: Well, I, you know what? And I really don't have an exact answer because I never thought that Serb payments would last for the better part of two years. I mean, now the Bank of Canada has come out and said quantitative easing has to stop. So I know that that's on the horizon and that interest rates have to go up and that's on the horizon. But you know what, Roy, I don't think it's an economy question. I really don't. I think it's at the household level. The question is, how long can a particular household survive if prices keep going up at the levels that they're going up? And the answer is, again, without a crystal ball, not very long. If salaries don't keep up and they're not going up at all,
0: the average household is going to be forced out of many, many markets within a year. So what would you say to the uh, Prime Minister of this country and his plans, his ambitious uh, environmental plans, when he's confronted with economic realities, what would you say he should do?
1: I would tell him to go have a, a long discussion with the person that he put to run the Bank of Canada, because Tiff Macklem is a very, very bright person, he understands how things work, and he admits that this thing called the economy isn't per- isn't perfect. But right now, what we have to do is we have to fight inflation so that we can at least keep purchasing power of households. It maybe not constant, but maybe we've got a slow. The decline so that people have the ability to still purchase the things they need every day and not get so far behind the eight ball that debt is going to eat them up to the point that they lose their houses and their cars and for people that don't think that's a legitimate threat if prices keep going up at this rate you will see people losing their houses you will see people losing their cars because they already can't afford small ticket items how do you expect them to afford big ticket items
0: yeah i remember inflation when it, he, uh, they reached catastrophic levels in the early 80s and people were actually taking their house keys and putting them under the, f- the front doormat outside and walking away from their home Roy,
1: we are into a point called stagflation. And the last time we were in this, it was caused by the OPEC shock. And look at the ominous parallels. The price of gas, the price, it's going through right. the roof. Right. And we are heading back towards stagflation. If you don't learn from history, Roy, you repeat it.